Welcome to another episode of the Keep Making Podcast. Today on the podcast, we have Caitlin Martinson. Did I get your last name right? Yeah, you did. Good job. I only know you as Cat or Quiet Crow yeah. Dice. Like yeah. for the longest what, time, all, it's all I knew. Yeah, that's what most people call me is Cat. Uh, like professionally, I go by Cat. Most people know me as Cat. My family. So wait, did I like give a secret so. away by say, like, no, saying like your God, full no. name? Okay, good. <laughs> no, good. my email, like my email for my business is Caitlin Martinson. So okay, it's not like you're good. giving right. any secrets away. Wanted to make sure I wasn't <laughs> Most crossing people think any it's lines. Probably Catlin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have. My, you know, my name is confusing for people too. Uh, they can't say Caitlin. Anyways, um, yeah. thank you so much for being on the podcast. I'm super excited to actually have a conversation with you that's longer than five minutes. We've had a lot of back and forth. <laughs> Uh, over the last, since I started this job, really, um, the cool thing about our working relationship is you are featured on our new Amazing Clearcast Plus boxes. So like your dice are actually all over the United States um, in Michael's and Hobby Lobbies. And it's really awesome. Like you, we've gotten to partner with you to make those. And then in addition, like you just are really good at your craft. So like it was obvious when we started (laughs) working together, we were like, wait a minute there we need to use these somewhere um and when we were launching that product we were like aha (laughs) so this is perfect um but that's how we know you but i'd really like you to tell the audience of this podcast how you got started in making dice in general and why dice of all the things on the planet (laughs) um so i on a whim well i started playing D &D about five years ago um with a bunch of don't know what D is it is dungeons and dragons dungeons and dragons (laughs) (laughs) um i forget that people don't know like the acronym or aren't familiar with it yeah which i understand because you know once upon a time D &D was like that thing that you played in the basement with your friends and didn't tell anyone about it because it was really nerdy and now it's cool to be like a geek Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. geeks will take over the world someday so um but on a whim started playing Dungeons and Dragons about five years ago with some of my friends who live all over the country so we were playing it via discord and one day I was just like middle of winter Wisconsin winters are pretty rough you know the big sad as I like to call it oh and we live in Michigan like, we are familiar with the big sad <laughs> you know um I was like I really need to make something and at first I was like well what can I make and I was like maybe I'll make rolling trays which is what you roll the dice in you know usually they have leather felt on the bottom and I was like I'm not good at working with wood um I can I can use uh like a screwdriver and a drill saws really scare me um so on a whim I was like well you know I've kind of once or twice played around with resin I kind of want to make dice and at the time there was really not a ton of information on how to do it out there um mm-hmm. This was about two and a half years ago when I first started dabbling in it. And so there were a couple makers on YouTube who had videos Mm -hmm. on how to make molds, um, which is a lot, it's labor intensive and it's very finicky. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, I am so in over my head, but I was so excited. I like couldn't sleep the night that I decided I was gonna do this to my then boyfriend at the time. Like, I want to make dice. I'm gonna go get some stuff tomorrow to make dice. And we're living in a studio apartment, <laughs> keep in mind. <laughs> so I go to Michael's and I buy your guys' silicone that's like pink. 
And yeah, I can't the amazing remember mold what it's rubber. called. You bought some amazing mold yes, rubber. Okay. That's what we sell at Michael's. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. And the amazing clear cast because it was like what was recommended. Everyone's like either use this or use the amazing clear cast. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I bought from that. I bought the amazing mold rubber and it just very rudimentary tried to make a mold and it was a disaster. And that's when I started researching, you know, like platinum cure versus tin cure and all this stuff and how it interacts with epoxy. I never used resin to that degree. I'd never made a mold before. And so it took me like a year to really do and make a usable set. Yeah. Um, a it was year. A struggle. That's, yeah, I, I'm like, I'm very impressed that you stuck that out. Cause I mean, from what I know about you though, you're kind I of a too. perfectionist. <laughs> Like from like when like if if the if it is not exactly how you had it in your mind, nope, doing something else. No. So I'm so and I'm with, one so happy with, you took it that time to do that. <laughs> with my art, especially, I'm and I'm also kind of one of those people who, if I don't get it right the first time, I get very frustrated with it. Like I just want to be good at it right now. So actually, I think my husband was really impressed that I have stuck with it as long as I have. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's like, when is she going to get bored of this? But mm -hmm. not yet. It hasn't happened yet. Um, it's like little teeny tiny things of magic every single day. So I don't see myself getting tired of it anytime soon. But yeah, I just on a whim. And now it's become like this amazing, huge community of makers, lifting up makers. And the the tabletop role-playing game community has really grown a lot. I mm -hmm. think especially with covid and with the quarantining and insular like i think people are looking for that escapism that some people find in video games some people find in books some people find in tabletop games so it's I been really cool to more. see that grow yeah 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 absolutely no i i you're 100 percent right and uh, I, I you you said it perfectly these are like little uh little things of magic every single time that you make them and like i think you said it so and i fully agree when it comes to your dice every time i've seen a photo of your dice i'm like is this just magic just this like tiny little moment of magic on like for me it's my instagram feed i'm like oh yes oh, oh of course it's quiet crow again like duh. like um so yeah when it comes to that, that year process what made you stick at stick it out that long and then in addition what have you learned along the way because uh you know, when you started, there wasn't like this necessarily large community. COVID obviously was not a thing. There wasn't a community of people that like wanted to engage with what you were making or curious about it as much. There obviously was probably some, but um, what, did, what did you start with when you're like preconceived of like, I'm going to make dice. What, what's this going to be like to what you are like now when it comes to dice? Because I, I bet you're two different people on some level. Definitely. I think when I first started out, I was like, I'm going to make dice for all my friends. It's going to be the super cool thing that they can use that like I made for them. And once I started getting into it, there's this really interesting and I've tried to figure this out. And I think a lot of resin artists have humans seem to be fascinated with suspending objects in time. And by in time, I mean suspending things in resin because it's like manipulating gravity and making, you know, little bits of magic. And I think what's kept me going through all this is there is a never ending capability that you have to be creative with this medium. I think you can put basically anything in it mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you can 
take the most abstract or the most literal subject matter and create from that. A lot of the people that commission me will give me like two photos and they're like, I want it to feel like this or I want it to look like this. And that's all I need because the medium itself is so flexible. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, just like literally, I think I wrote this in the questionnaire um, that you guys emailed me. It is mm -hmm. literally like every time I unmold, mm -hmm. even if it's a design that I've made a hundred times over, every single time that I take it out of the mold, it is like unwrapping the present. And everyone loves unwrapping presents. <laughs> uh, yes, if you don't, something's wrong with you. You're probably yeah, a murderer. So it's like, it's like <laughs> it's such a good feeling to be making something, to be creative, and then to unwrap the present for yourself. And I think that's really what kept me going, like, through every mistake I made, through every experiment that turned out horrible, to every experiment that was amazing. I really think it was just like the process itself is gratifying enough to where even if the result isn't exactly what I wanted it to be, it doesn't matter. It was still fun the entire way. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really what kept me going. And I've definitely become more patient um you can't really force resin to behave <laughs> the way that you want it to um, it's gonna do what it wants and exactly and i i'm people who know me are probably surprised that i use a resin that has like a 24-hour demold because they're like are you okay you're the most impatient person i know i'm like instant <laughs> gratification but i tried all the other ones and it just it wasn't vibing we weren't vibing and I think when the ACC plus came out that was just like icing on the cake awesome. it like took it to that level that I was looking for yeah that's so cool to hear so when it comes to um where you're at now obviously you have a larger community like you were mentioning the makers there are definitely more dice makers and I think uh uh some of our woodworking friends that have known Illumilite for a long time and seen our social media, like they definitely have made fun of us when it comes to like, oh, we noticed when you started realizing people made dice uh, because yeah. we were just like, what is this world? Because um, yeah. it was so f fascinating and cool to see. And like all the people that were part of that community, everybody was extremely friendly and very open. Mm -hmm. And like, I'd say even more so than other like pockets of makers out there um it seems like everybody lifts each other up pretty uh like and that's it and like and if you're like yeah. one of those people that's like you know oh my stuff is better or i make cooler things you like that doesn't seem to fly at all in this community can no. you elaborate on that a little bit because i yes. thought i was found that fascinating this is like one of my favorite topics to talk about because as i've gained experience i like to be able to help people who are new i don't want them to spend the amount of money i did number one I don't want them to have to make all the mistakes I did. And also I think the RPG community as a whole, we are used to being a community. Your games are better when you have people helping you or yeah. role-playing with you, especially Dungeons and Dragons. Like the creativity is inherent in the community. And so when dice making really took off and I won't claim to have been at like ground zero, like mm -hmm, I didn't get mm -hmm. in like when it first started, but there are internet communities and there are groups of makers who like genuinely, if someone is making better stuff than you, 
you're genuinely happy for them because it's bettering the community as a whole. And mm-hmm. I think we're constantly pushing ourselves to like mm-hmm. find our niche. And it's like really any other type of art form where like I work a lot with florals. I did not see myself ever working a lot with florals. But when I started playing with that, that kind of became like my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And there are some people who do like, they do acrylic paint and resin and just are doing these amazing things. So everyone has like their signature look. And I think that's what makes it amazing is they're like, we have the signature look, but I'll tell you exactly how I make my dice. Because if you like me, you're going to want some of my dice. And if you like that person, you're also going to want some of theirs because yeah. dice collectors are goblins and they're going <laughs> to want all the things. So there's not inherently a like a a toxic competitiveness we're just constantly trying to like one up each other in Mm. like you did that and you weren't so sure about it can I try that and someone's like hell yeah do it you do it let me see if you can do it better than me it's just the nature of the game in general and I also think that we try and keep it open because there's so much toxicity in the world in general that this is how people escape. And mm-hmm. this is their, for lack of a better term, this is their happy place. And if we turn it into a toxic place, there's no point. The community yeah. will just eat itself. Right. And so it, it's just been really refreshing to be a part of something as someone who went to school for art um, and was in like the art scene and as someone who works for, you know, a career that is very ego driven it's so refreshing to come home at the end of the day and work with people who are like I'll tell you exactly how you need to do that Mm. do you have a question I'm more than happy to spend an hour out of my night with my free time to help you do it it's just it is the community and that's so awesome just yeah it's like super awesome I mean like I think that's also why we connected true uh, as well because at the end of the day, that's kind of why Illumilite exists. Uh, it's to help people make what they want to make at the end of the day. And for you it and the community of dice makers in general, it just seems such like a natural fit of just like, oh, hey, how are you? Can we just hang out together? Because we all like the same mm-hmm. things <laughs> on yeah. some level. And, but beyond that, I, I the human side of what you talked about, like it being a safe place just in general for people just to create and then to connect and even play all those activities are like built into us like since the time we were very tiny and it sounds like maybe and going back to our uh, my original question of like who were you before you started and after it seems like you kind of got to reconnect a little bit with some like childlike wonder without Mm -hmm. having to worry about somebody's ego walking in the room and knocking everything over or um being a perfectionist in something because the reality is like you know you're going to constantly push yourself because someone else is also pushing themselves but it's playful and not spiteful which is really cool. exactly yeah i and like I that a lot in, yeah and i think inherently too when a lot of people that are dice makers are making them as a hobby they're not doing it as like an alternate source of income and i went into it never in my wildest dreams thinking that anyone would buy my dice. And I didn't really expect to sell my dice. Um, And so, you know, I don't wanna sully it for anyone who's doing it as a hobby either. Mm -hmm. So if you're doing it as a hobby, you have a larger stake in this because you're spending your hard earned money and your time on something that 
you may not profit off of, but you genuinely enjoy it. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, there's no, you know, we try not to gatekeep and we try to, you know, lift each other up and, you know, just make it happy because sometimes art can be so pretentious. And Oh my goodness. <laughs> I come from the film world. So um, you know. I know exactly what you speak of. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's, there's blessings and curses to everything, but, you know, generally when it comes to being a snob, come on. Like nobody, no, no, ain't nobody got time for that. Anyways, um, what is something that you wish you would have known when you first got into dice making in general, that if someone that is currently getting into it and like watches this podcast, what would you want them to know? I would want them to spend the bulk of their hard earned money investing in a pressure pot. And a lot of people ask me why that's what I suggest. And it's because it takes a huge everything you're not worrying about bubbles you're not worrying about your world your molds being ruined and silicone is freaking expensive so like (laughs) come on (laughs) don't waste it Mm -hmm. and so I think and when I first got a pressure pot I was terrified of it I was absolutely terrified of it and my dad had to help me set it up and my dad's been a mechanic his entire life and now he builds like really complicated scientific instruments and stuff like that and he's like, yeah, I mean, I know people who use these who make pen blanks and stuff like that. Like he was even like, I know what a pressure pot is. And so that would be my one thing that I tell people is if you can, even if it's like a converted Harbor Freight thing, do it mm-hmm. because you'll save yourself so much headache. And it's like, again, going back to the instant gratification, you just know that no matter if you don't like the colors or the inclusions that you put in your dice are still going to come out and they're going to look great you know right no bubbles no bubbles with that pressure pot yeah and yeah sorry keep going no you're good i was gonna say (laughs) a lot of makers don't realize that how powerful a pressure pot can be in conjunction with resin or epoxy or any any resin in general like it is it is a no-brainer um and we encourage a lot of people especially what no matter the product that they're using of ours if you can use a pressure pot with it, do it because it's going to yep. make your project better overall. And then you, your time and your money doesn't go to waste because of bubbles. Like exactly. it, it, it's a natural part of the medium. Um, obviously, we try and formulate things to be as bubble free as possible. But right. if you put anything in that resin, you're going to have bubbles. <laughs> like that's just right. how exactly. that works. Exactly. The second I mean, you put it, anything in there. So there are makers, there are dice makers out there who do not use pressure pots and they're working miracles. And I don't know how they do it. Like, (laughs) I don't know how they do it. I am not one of those people. I am not talented enough to be one of those people. So I always tell people get a pressure pot and then learn some patience. Mm -hmm. Those are my two big things. And even if you think you're a patient person, your first dice score, you're going to be like waiting up at night. Like, I can't wait to like look in those molds. (laughs) I can't wait to see it. Have you ever done it too soon? Have you like, because of impatience, just like it like tacky or it's just not even when I was, when I was first starting out all the time, I'd be like, (laughs) Oh, it's been like six hours. This is fine. And then like poke the top of the mold and I'd be like, it's still liquid. Mm-hmm. Oops. Oops. Yeah, but now now I've gotten way better and my my workflow is my workshop is in my dad's garage. So at the time okay. I was traveling like about five miles between my apartment and my parents' house. So it was like I left at 
night and then would go back after work the next day. So I couldn't. That's good. <laughs> I couldn't peak early. Yeah. So cool. So I, when it comes to setup, do you have? So you, it looks like you you've just moved into a new home. Looks like you're setting up. Are you going to have your own workshop? How is it now? Because yeah. like you you've transitioned also from like it just being a hobby. People do buy your dice. I I know that, and you don't make like yep. a ton of dice. It's more commission based. It seems like, mm -hmm. and then like yeah, it, you might do create like a couple sets and put them for sale. But you're not like you're not like churning out a bunch not of dice cranking them out yeah. no i'm too much of a perfectionist for that. um yeah so we just bought a house in uh stoughton which is uh kind of like southeast of madison and uh we have a really nice semi-finished basement and for the first time since i started this my workshop will be in the same place i reside uh which is awesome for my workflow um and my general creativity. So yeah, I my brain is spinning because I still haven't moved all of my stuff over. And it's amazing what you accumulate as you like start to grow this. And uh -huh. I'm just like, I have like three Tupperware or like Rubbermaid three drawer stacks full of like pressed flowers that I've bought or pressed myself. And I'm like, really? I have to move all of those. <laughs> it's That's just a lot it's of flowers. Lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I go through a lot of them, <laughs> so. But um, yeah, it, I'm I'm excited to have it here. And my husband's actually really excited too. He kind of wants to be a part of it now. Um, oh, that's so fun. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. I mean, he's not, he's way more left-brained than I am. So it's exciting to see him want to get involved in it. And he, he plays Dungeons and Dragons too. We have a local group that is now over Zoom, but that's neither here nor there. Right. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's really exciting to have it be in my home. So I feel like That's everything's so cool. kind of come full circle now. That's so cool. That's awesome. Well, I have nothing but incredible things to say about you. I wanted to, uh, as we get close to wrapping up here, what I wanted to do is give you a chance to talk about maybe some projects that you're working on that you're really excited about, things that you have coming up that you want people to know any type of plug in general like i don't know if you've ever seen the show hot ones he always is like what do you got to tell yes. the audience and he's like look at that camera that camera that camera." i love yeah. that part of the show yeah um this is that time for you if you if there's something that you'd like to share and like tell everybody your handle where they can find you like all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff um and then you get a chance to ask me a question you can ask me specifically or illumilite the company as a whole anything you'd like because obviously i've been pestering you with questions and it's only fair that i at least give you one so uh yeah uh everyone can find me um i'm primarily most active on uh instagram is where i try and be because it's the one thing that i kind of know how to use um uh at quiet crow i think it's quiet crow i don't think it's quiet crow dice i know in my mind i'm like is it quiet crow i thought it was quiet crow dice am i wrong well, hold on look at this but cry crow dice it it's is quiet dice. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing great job plugging your your instagram <laughs> i'm doing great yeah we'll make sure and put it up on uh, yeah. the screen for everybody <laughs> perfect <laughs> um what was the main question besides plugging how often i am oh what am i working on right now um really really exciting so small business saturday um which this will probably come out after small business saturday gearing up for just like a sort of little sale for small business saturday um kind of like the anti-black friday movement mm -hmm. for like a small people but mm -hmm. i still do black friday stuff it's fine 
Um, and then Your I always, oh, wait, this is a podcast. Yes. <laughs> Great. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then currently I am finishing up the, uh, the dice collection that I based off of like my all time favorite childhood trilogy, which is, um, the Abhorson trilogy by Garth Nix. Um, I have two sets left to design. Um, and this then I'm cool. doing some like limited edition stuff, um, some sets of D20s and all that. So it's just, that's kind of what I've been chugging along at. And then we'll move into like wintertime stuff and the dice community likes to challenge each other with like monthly uh, themes and stuff like that. So we'll see what they come up with for December awesome. and all that. So yeah, just chugging along, trying to stay positive and happy during COVID. <laughs> well, good luck in that endeavor. Uh, the last yeah, one that you mentioned, you. I think everybody good luck in that endeavor in general. Yeah. Uh, um, that's so fun. It's not, you got a lot of fun things that are coming up and I'm super pumped yeah. for you and your husband to be working on some projects together and you guys can do like a, you could create a husband and wife D and D set that they'll be very exactly. unique. Don't do it. Or you could do go like full cheese mode just to like really mess with your friends or something, you know, like do the Mr. And Mrs. in there, like, and really just yeah. like, you know, it in there, you know, <laughs> so funny is someone asked me, so we had a COVID wedding. We had a teeny, teeny, tiny wedding and someone asked me, they're like, oh, so are you going to like put part of your dress or part of your flowers? And I'm like, well, my dress was a skirt that I bought online and I didn't have a bouquet. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't think I'm doing any wedding dice. <laughs> that checks out. But that, that is a thing. Out. There there are people out there who will send it just it blows my mind that will send like these very important bits of their life to be suspended in resin and made into playable art pieces like it just it's so cool it's very cool it's very very cool well uh you got any also by the way you don't have to ask a question if you don't want to but if oh. you do you have any question for me that you'd yeah. like answered in general or for Illumilite? i think I think if I don't ask this question, the dice community would be very disappointed in me, especially those who are making master dice on 3D printers. So okay. is the Illuminite team working on a type of silicone that plays nice with the SLA resin? <laughs> that is a wonderful question that I cannot answer right now. <laughs> um, that is, so the, these are the good, I'm really glad that you're asking this question. Um, we, we do need a silicone that plays well with the SLA resin in general. Uh, we absolutely can. Uh, and if the DICE community would like to start sending me emails and questions about this outside of Quiet Crow, uh, that would be a good thing. Because um, yeah. how the feedback thing works is that at the end of the day, uh, like I mentioned earlier for Lumilite, we do want to help people make what they want to make. And if they'd like to, if they need specific things to continue to make that's in like the Illumilite wheelhouse, or it's like, oh, this should be in our wheelhouse mm -hmm. from a product standpoint. Um, that's why we released the epoxies that we recently released. They, all of those we've been getting asked for for years. We're, we're, we're like, if you haven't noticed, like getting the engine like really going now. Yep. Yeah. So we're going faster with a lot of the, the, oh, here's the feedback loop of our customers really need X. How long can we develop this and get it out into the marketplace? Uh, three months. You know, sometimes it's like as quick right, as that. So right. we're like, oh, okay. If and if the need is big enough, 
it, it can be faster. So yeah, if, uh, I, is that a good yes, no yes, answer no, that's to your perfect. questions? <laughs> that's perfect. I think, you know, it's been it's so funny to see this from like the maker side of things as everyone's trying to figure out different ways to cure this SLA resin. And, you know, as, as um, like basement 3D printing becomes more popular, people are gonna, you know, be like, I wanna 3D print this thing that I designed in Blender and then I want to mass produce it. I want to make molds of it. And the SLA resin doesn't always play nice with the platinum cure. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, ah. We do have the tin-based stuff, like, but I don't know how well that plays with the tin-based off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we have and different so was, store hardnesses you know, for those. Yeah. Yeah. But it but was I, a big I, thing uh, when I was doing my master's. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. So that's a, that's a that's really a good, good, I mean, the reality, I know, so the advantage of Illumilite is we have a parent company called Polytech and they have you know, every kind of silicone under the sun. So if we don't have the solution, we can find the solution. And if mm -hmm. they don't have the solution, we have our own chemists. So like mm -hmm. we can actually make the solution. Um, but yeah, this is a good one. And I definitely, I literally wrote it down on my handy dandy <laughs> notebook. Um, so it'll be something that I will bring up to the powers that be. Uh, and be like, hey, where's our silicone for this need? Uh, and they'll be like, oh, that's right. <laughs> so anyways, um, exactly. any other questions in general? Uh, if not, I think this has been a fantastic conversation per usual, Kat. It's, uh, it's so fun to have, talk to you in general and to see what you're up to. I'm pumped for you. And congratulations on being married, new house, new workshop. You got Thanks. a lot of exciting <laughs> stuff going on. You've got a lot of reasons yeah. to be happy Thanks. despite a global yep. pandemic pandemic yeah no it's oh, good sorry. and i look forward to being able to cross state lines and come play with you guys in the workshop we had we had just started those conversations and then covid popped off so yep. down the yep. road you know someday. you guys are only across the pond from me I, so i know someday <laughs> we will make it happen you'll come in we'll do a, an entire video series just on dice with you that would be so much fun yeah that's perfect cool. i really look forward to it <laughs> Me too. I think everybody in our in our workshop looks forward to those days too. It's like, oh yeah. yeah. Remember people? Yeah, I do too. <laughs> yeah, oh people. Oh, we used to have guests. <laughs> yeah, we used to have guests. We used to have people come in here. What? Anyways, okay, cool. Again, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'm gonna go ahead and end this podcast. Everybody, thanks for listening. Go follow Quiet Crow Dice on Instagram and any other spots <laughs> that she is. It is Quiet Crow Dice. It's not Quiet Crow. You will find her. Okay.